time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Matthews down there, got the puck free, made a couple of nifty moves, now leads three Leafs to center. Matthews to the line and in. Right wing side, Marner. Back to Matthews, a backhand, they score! Jack Hyman is the garbage man. He picks it up at the side of the goal and hammers it home. That's going to be a well-paid garbage man, if you ask me, Joe Bowen. Lucky number 13 on the season for Hyman. The game winner, the Leafs win again, three to, three, three to the final, excuse me, here against the Montreal Canadiens. Now have won uh, four or five on this season against the Habs, and they've won five in a row overall. This, of course, is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Sam McKee and Andrew Holland along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca uh, up in mere moments here on the show. But Gord, just they keep trucking along tonight. It got a little hairy late, but again, same old story, Jack. Campbell. Yeah, Jack Campbell has that team record to himself now. Most consecutive wins at 10, and he's the reason in game number 10. He certainly earned it. He was the difference maker. Uh, just showing on TV is kind of a fun. It'd be like if, if you're showing home movies, which generally bore people if you're showing your own home movies, but you'd be showing Mitch Marner uh, kind of hugging him at the end and then counting like 10, you know, uh, one to whatever. It's, it's kind of fun. Kind of a fun thing. Give Mitch credit for embracing a role of uh, a leader because he's part of leadership group, but it's kind of a neat little thing. And boy, Jack Campbell, uh, a nondescript trade. We talk about trade deadline deals. And this was one that was on the very much on the quieter side last year. And Kyle Dubas made it with Los Angeles. And uh, here he is now a one year later, a Maple Leaf team record holder. He is 13, two and one as a Maple Leaf, 32 saves in this game for Jack Campbell. This story is simply impeccable. Like it went two months ago to, hey, there's no way they can re-sign Zach Hyman to, hey, maybe there's a chance to re-sign Zach Hyman. Who gored? Can't understate enough, uh, overstate enough, I should say, Zach Hyman, the importance of Zach Hyman of this hockey team. Uh, the block shot on, on Shea Weber with 15 seconds left, and he scores the game-winning goal. How do you not re-sign this guy? Well, I don't think there's ever been a question about uh, re-signing him. It's been a question about finding the money, and it appears now they found the money because, as we mentioned many times, Jack Campbell has one more year left on a contract at $1.65 million next season. So you look at the difference of paying your number one goaltender $5 million, and you got about $3 million that gets freed up to uh, hopefully, hopefully... Unless he wants $10 million a year. Is that, well, if I, I don't... I don't hey, I'm not going to... Never say uh, never. I, I don't <laughs> put him in the $10 million class, and that's not denigrating him at all, but he's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, no. And, and Zach Hyman, unless there's something I don't know about is always embraced. We love it. He's a Toronto guy embrace being a Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, about, uh, knowing the, uh, uh, how much it means and how it's a special thing. So anyway, that'll happen at the end of the season. So hopefully that is the case, but Zach Hyman, he'll be on that big line. They've tried different guys on that big line, you know, with Matthews and Marner, but, uh, let's face it. That's Zach Hyman's home. Next question is Austin Matthews underpaid. <laughs> no. I think he is. Guy's insane. Like, well, no, well, yeah, it's a cap world, though. Like I mean, is he worth his money? Yes, I yes, think he's yes. Worth every, I think I don't he's know, worth but, $60 million a season. I don't know about who's under, but anyway, Jack Campbell will be a guy that definitely will be he's underpaid. underpaid. So anyway. is Carter Verhage, yes. right, in Florida. Uh, yes. So we bring in uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. The Maple Leafs win at 3-2. They've won five in a row. Uh, now, you know, the point streak's up to nine games. Feeling good about life, no doubt about that. 8-0-1 in the last nine uh, Luke, just so impressive when you look at where Jack Campbell has come from. What did you think of this victory tonight? Yeah, it was a fun one, especially that third period. You know, uh, for Jack Campbell to get 
10 straight victories um, is just remarkable. And I just loved at the end, Mitch Marner was the last one to congratulate him in the line there. And he counted with all 10 of his fingers uh, right in front of Jack. Um, So you could tell that the team really bared down to make sure they got this victory. Zach Hyman with that massive shot block at the end, uh, you know, just a, a fantastic effort in the third period after kind of a lackluster second for the Leafs. And uh, it's hard not to feel happy for a guy like Jack Campbell after all he's been through in his career knocks uh, Felix Poppin out of the record books. Yeah, and a few others like Jacques Plante as well. But, it, you know, it's funny because you mentioned Mitch Marner. It's almost like that outdated nursery thing this little piggy went to market that you'd play with like a one-month-old but uh, <laughs> uh the hot the 2021 hockey version about that but you know the the other part there's so many other angles we can talk about but i was just saying to nick okay whatever the 10 wins are like i can't quite remember them all at the top of my head uh, how you know how much of a he was the impact factor or wasn't this might have been as a big a one as all. I mean, th- this was his. Number 10, he really had to earn it. This was a night that Jack Campbell flat out was the difference maker. Absolutely. And I just love uh, kind of the way he plays. You know, Sheldon Keefe, after the previous win, said he, he's, he battles his ass off. And, and that's, that's what, exactly what he does. You know, he did, doesn't give up on any puck. And Montreal really poured it on the pressure late in the game and especially in the second period. I thought the Leafs were kind of lucky to escape the second, only tied, because Montreal pretty much uh, had the run of play in that frame. Um, So, yeah, full marks for Jack Campbell on this night. And, you know, what's funny to me is this comes after a morning skate in which Sheldon Keefe says, you know, he's not concerned about Freddie Anderson, but he hasn't been seen for 19 days and counting. So, like, under normal circumstances, Leafs Nation would be fretting that the number one goalie for four and a half years is nowhere to be found and um, not even skating. And here's this Jack Campbell story that has completely pushed the Freddie Anderson story into the shadows. For now, at least. Uh, certainly, as we inch closer to the deadline with Luke Fox, of Sportsnet.ca, a big, big uh, 3-2 win here for the Maple Leafs. They won five in a row. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Uh, I thought the PK was really good this game, and among that is the reason, uh, you know, the guy who scores the game-winning goal in Zach Hyman. Is it conceivable at this point to suggest that maybe they've clearly found something in Jack Campbell being a 1A or 1B type guy in a tandem system next year that doesn't include Freddie Anderson, and that could open up money to re-sign Hyman? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know how, how you could not re-sign Hyman. I mean, look at all the good things he does. And now he's pretty much established himself on that top line. You know, the last few games here, it's been Marner, Matthews, and Hyman. And they've basically hemmed the the opposition in. They've generated the, the large... Um, uh, bulk of high danger chances when they're on the ice together. And that game-winning goal, look where it starts. It starts behind their own red line. Matthews digging the puck out. All three of them charge up the ice. And Hyman, you know, goes to the net and finishes it. And I just have loved the the development of his game kind of late in his career. The fact that he used to be a only a, a four-checker, a guy that kind of went and got the puck. But now he's he's got some hands, and he's really worked on his his uh, offensive game, especially in close. And he's finishing off a lot of plays, and then he just has the heart and soul to get in, 
you know, shop blocking lanes, kill penalties, do all that stuff. Um, he, he was he was fully involved and very noticeable tonight. And I, I just can't see how the Maple Leafs don't find the money to re-sign this guy. And Luke, I mean, here we're talking about a hockey game post-game, but it was a game that was in a little bit of doubt for a while this afternoon. Of course, the big story, the Leafs for the first time, uh, COVID protocol issues, William Nylander out. And I take it, and again, it's tough because you don't uh, get to see a lot of people who won't gather in groups and get more information. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, and stuff will be forthcoming whether Nylander's back Saturday or might be out for a prolonged period. Yeah, so what we know is that he was exposed to someone who had a positive test, but that doesn't mean that he himself has tested positive. So the league decided that the game could go on um, because his exposure uh, to whomever tested positive was not part of the team and also happened at a a time that wouldn't have put him at risk of um, spreading anything to the Leafs during the morning skate. Um, You know, they checked with medical officials and, and decided that they could go ahead and play this game. There's going to be further testing, of course. Um, it's possible that he comes back negative and, and, and he can play after, I believe, it's two negative tests. So uh, we'll see. But, um, you know, you wouldn't have kind of noticed the fact that he wasn't there because I thought Ilya Mikheyev did a fine job. And I thought the Tavares line with Galchenyuk and Mikheyev had, had some really strong shifts. And Alexander Barabanov, who came in kind of last minute as a fill-in, got his first NHL point, helped set up uh, T.J. Brody's first goal as a Leaf. And I, I thought Barabanov looked really well for a guy who hasn't been playing in the NHL for quite some time now. Yeah, I thought he did as well. And, you know, I was just wondering, following that, who gets the puck? Is it Brody for yeah. his first as a butt, or is it Barabanov for his first NHL point? Do they cut it in half? Yeah, I think, you know, you take it in the back, get a skill saw, and, and they can share it. I love that. Um, lastly, obligatory um, deadline question. Um, my perfect world suggests Mike Hoffman would be my guy, but Kyle Palmieri, there's no doubt in my world that the Maple Leafs were involved. It didn't happen. Um, does that mean all eyes are now on Taylor Hall? But who, who do you think makes sense for the Maple Leafs at this point? Well, Taylor Hall has the the marquee value, like the big name. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. And and I think that you know the Leafs are crafty enough. They could probably find a way to make the the cap hit work if Buffalo retained half and and maybe they found a third party or, or moved a body out. But for me, I really like Nick Foligno and I really like Scott Lawton. I feel like you want a centerman. Taylor Hall is a, a pure winger. I, I I think you want a centerman to kind of take the load off Pierre Engvall, um, a bonafide 3C who can also play on the wing. I think a guy like that that kills penalties, uh, that plays a 200-foot game, this team doesn't need more scoring. They can get by with with the amount of scoring they have. I think they need uh, a little bit more grit and and playoff experience. And I don't know if Taylor Hall brings those commodities to this team. I'm there with you on that front, Uh, Luke. We'll see what happens over the next couple days. Appreciate your time tonight. All right, Gordon, Nick, have a good one. Thanks. You as well. Uh, that's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. The Maple Leafs win again, 3-2 the final against Montreal. They won 4-5 and five, uh, against the Habs, 4 of 5 against the Habs this season, including a, a nine-game point streak right now uh, in general, 8-0-1-1. And it's just been a dominant sort of time for this Maple Leafs team. It seems like a long time ago they were struggling, Gord, but uh, to me, you know, the real story was the way the big boys really elevated their play there in the third period, especially the the, the Matthews line. Yeah, after T.J. Brody uh, 
excuse me, first goal, uh, 867 minutes and six seconds. Wow. Wow. His first goal, that's how many t- minutes he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs and gets that one. What so, a bounce, too. Uh, yeah, so nice to see that happen. But after that, yeah, and, and, and they started the game that way. Just that first shift, Austin Matthews doing the wraparound for that goal, and then it kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah, The power play again, not to get picky, but it seemed to deflate the team. They had a really, really ineffective power play early in the first, and then they got it back in the third, and they, they were just flying. They were just flying, and the like. The big line is something to behold. It's just really flat out entertaining. It's it's uh, such skilled players at it, and because Zach Hyman has decided that, I don't. I think in the summer he just went and watched a, a bulldozer how it operates, and just decide, you know, I'm going to take the the most direct path, which he does anyway. But I'm going to do it offensively, defensively, and test the waters and push the boundaries a little bit, and. All of a sudden, like he's he, last year and this year, it's it's like he's doubled his scoring prowess on top of his excellent two-way play. And I, I tell you, they they should retire Greg McKegg's number in Leafs Nation because that led to Zach Hyman becoming a Toronto <laughs> Maple Leaf court. And you know, for tweets, I thought would be outlandish maybe like two years ago, suggesting Zach Hyman get more than Taylor Hall in free agency. I don't think are as outlandish as you think because a you tie in his importance to this team and and the numbers speak for themselves too. Do they not? Yeah, and again, perspective. Taylor Hall did win a Hart Trophy one year. Taylor Hall just nothing. did a yeah. yeah well, it, it's it's. You, then you got Skinner. I know Eichel's been hurt, but they've all been doing nothing, or we're doing nothing in Buffalo. Yeah. But yeah, in, in Zach Hyman's case, to be, hey, Austin Matthews was the first overall pick. Mitch Marner was a fourth overall pick. John Tavares was the first overall pick. William Nylander was an eighth overall pick. You know, these are the these they are elite, and then you get a guy picked in the mid round, middle round, like uh, Zach Hyman fitting in. Phenomenal story at that. And again, 32 saves for Jack Campbell, a perfect 10-0-0 on the season. And it's just incredible. All the conversation about the goaltending maybe about a month and a half ago surrounding Freddie Anderson that I think they can they, they can let him heal in peace at this point in time, Gord, because they're getting to say, <laughs> like, it's funny to say that, but like all the conversation has been around Freddie Anderson, but it's sort of gone away or it's in the background periphery now because of Jack Campbell's play. Well, and is it the last two consecutive years? Freddie's Freddie's had some injury injury woes yeah. at, at some point, you know. Whenever and it's been about, oh my goodness, got to find some rest for Freddie. And then because Kawhi Leonard and the whole load management thing, Freddie was the equivalent in Leafs Nation minds about it. And now this year, it's like, okay, got got a guy, got a co number one goaltender, maybe a de facto number one goaltender ahead of Freddie when all things are equal. But just let him heal, like 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 get whatever this thing is. Uh, get 100% better, we hope, and let's move on from there. And certainly do not write off Freddie Anderson by any stretch. You're going to need more than one guy in the playoffs. I'll tell you that right now. You know, the funny thing we don't remember about that Stanley Cup ride for the Washington Capitals is that Philip Grubauer started that series against Columbus, right? Yeah. No, that's right. That's and right. it wasn't him who finished it. No, and, and, and you're absolutely right about that. And I remained, I've always been bullish on Freddie Anderson. I, I just, he's given the best goaltending since Curtis Joseph and Ed Belfour were here for six seasons. But it just hasn't happened in the playoffs, which it did for Belfour and Cujo, and that's the thing that that's the thing that Freddie Anderson and this team have to have to get to the next level this season. The Maple Leafs win again, three two, the final here against the Montreal Canadiens. That scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Still to come, we'll hear from Zoom and uh, Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs feeling good about life, and of course, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca dropped off uh, a bit earlier here in the program, and we appreciated his time. But the Maple Leafs riding high right now, one and one for Austin Matthews. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five nine of the fan. Blue and white at night. We is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. 
seconds. Down into the corner, centering pass. Knocked away the rebound. It's fired across the goal crease. Three seconds left. Shot blocked. This one's in the books. A wild scramble at the end. But Jack Campbell makes a couple of big saves. And the Montreal Canadiens are thwarted. And a special night for Jack Campbell. 10-0-0. The best start in the history of the Toronto Maple Leafs for a goaltender to start the season. Really is remarkable as to where Toronto was a month and a half ago, we'll say, to where they are at now in terms of goaltending. Jack Campbell outstanding again tonight. 32 saves, a 3-2 victory for the Maple Leafs, and they've won five in a row. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Believe it or not, one more game until the deadline, Gordo. One more game until the deadline. Just thinking of Joe Bowen celebrating his 70th birthday the other day, yeah. and uh, 38 years he's been calling games. And the only one who had nine consecutive wins Felix Potvin and that was one of the four wow. years I was doing color with Joe when when uh, Felix had that nine game from the start so Jack Gamble they definitely upgraded their team last year in and around the trade deadline the year before it was the Los Angeles Kings and the Jake Muzzin deal and yes we'll be on from noon till 2 p.m. Monday afternoon we're looking forward to now that you know Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak have moved on to the New York Islanders we're I think we're going to see the log jam breaking a bit and teams are going to start going for it. And that includes the Toronto Maple Leafs. I would love some creativity at that. And I also saw today that Rodian Amarov, his uh, KHL season is done. There's whispers. He's coming to Toronto, Gord. Ooh, there we go. So trade deadline edition of guys coming late. You know, And in this case, it's uh, guys you've drafted. We see some NCAA players that have used up their eligibility or chosen to leave and they're joining NHL teams. And the other part, we keep talking about getting healthy. I mean, Brendan Gallagher, what a loss for the Montreal Canadiens. And even another one, how about Blake Wheeler for the Winnipeg oh. Jets concussion like syndrome. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, you know, there's so many different factors about trying to get the optimal roster together, including health in a big way for the playoffs. Well, especially in a season like this one, you know, never mind, you know, injury concerns, but there's, there's COVID. There's just so many different intangibles and bigger pieces to the pie so far this season. But the Maple Leafs without Nylander didn't matter tonight, a three, two victory against the Montreal Canadians. And a lot of it because of this guy, Jack Campbell. Jack 10 straight. How does it feel? Oh, the boys are buzzing. We, uh, we needed that win. Montreal played a great game. Like we knew they were going to come out flying and they did. And, um, you know, we just battled every single guy, and it just feels really good. So, just got to keep her going. It's a, it's a tough division, and every night's uh, no joke. So, we got to uh, get a nice rest day and then be back to work the next day. So, it'll be it'll be good. It was like in that second period when they were really pushing. It was fun. Like they they're a quick team, really fast. Um, you know, we knew that they were gonna kind of push like that at some point, and, and they did. And, um, it's just fun to battle, you know, the best, and they're one of the best teams in our division for sure. And um, they got a lot of great, great players, and it was just a really fun hockey game. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. Jack, first goalie in Maple Leafs history to win ten straight in a season. When you hear that, what what goes through your head? Whew, just we must be playing well. I mean, you don't win ten in a row, or you know, just to get one win is a big deal because you know it's a tough league and. Uh, you need everybody to win, and that's what we've been getting. So it's super special and an honor and something I'll be able to look back on sometime. But right now, it's just back to work and trying to get better, that's for sure. We'll go to Steve Simmons. Sean Hassan, go ahead, Steve. Hi, Jack. Congratulations on the record. Uh, what was going on with you and Marner at the end there, the little bit you had on the ice? 
Um, he was just telling me I got to have that first goal. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, um, he, he was being a good, te- you know, just a great friend, not even a teammate, a true great friend. And, um, you know, we, thankfully we have so many of those guys. We're a close-knit group. And, um, you know, anytime uh, you, you get a win, it's, it's a great feeling in the room. So we just want to keep that feeling. Were you counting? Was he counting to 10? Is that what he was doing? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, I forgot for a second, but it was it was pretty cool. So moment I'll never forget. Can't wait for the story tomorrow in the Toronto Sun. There's a <laughs> well, the, the other one they're showing is when he was interviewed by Sean McKenzie, and he looked up and they showed how happy the team was for him. He mm-hmm. got a little emotional at the end of his interview on Sportsnet. So yeah, it, it is just. I mean. This guy was ready for uh, all the hype. Top goaltender selected in his draft year, 11th overall by the Dallas Stars, and basically would end up being a run-of-the-mill backup goaltender, maybe top AHL goaltender, and all of a sudden, the Lightning has, and he's the creator of it, Lightning, he, Lightning has struck in a bottle. It's great. Speaking of hype, uh, Austin Matthews, 28 goals, now seven in the last seven. He had one and one in this game. Let's hear what Matthews had to say post-game. Hey, Austin, uh, how would you describe the, the moment you shared with Jack there at, at, after the final buzzer? Uh, I mean, I'm just so happy for him. I mean, he's he's such an amazing person, and, uh, you know, he brings a lot of joy in everybody's uh, lives and in the locker room. And, um, I mean, I just couldn't be happier for him. He played unbelievable again tonight. He's been unbelievable all season. And, um, you know, he, he's, just, uh, he's just such a special person. And, uh, like I said, I mean, we're all just so happy for him. Next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Austin, you touched on it, but uh, Jack's wins are also very important in this first place, Chase. Can you uh, talk about his importance as far as that goes in a night like tonight when he uh, had to come through for you guys uh, in the middle period? Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, in that second period, we really uh, couldn't really find our game there. And, you know, they definitely controlled the play and had a lot of momentum. And, uh, they were making a lot of uh, plays and directing a lot of pucks towards our net and uh, soup came up big and made some huge saves for us and, uh, you know, kept the game at, at what it was. So, um, you know, that second period wasn't really great hockey by us, but, you know, he was just a brick wall in there. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. Austin, TJ gets his first as a leaf, but he does so many other different subtle things throughout the game. What have you appreciated about him as a teammate this season? He, uh, he's got an unbelievable stick. I feel like he, he breaks up so many plays and, and two-on-ones and odd man rushes. He's so good with uh, getting a stick on pucks and just making simple plays. And, uh, you know, he's been a huge addition to our team. And you know, I think him and Mo uh, really enjoy playing with each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy playing with those two guys. They, they make quick plays with the puck. And, and like I said, uh, defensively, uh, he's, he's as sound as it gets. And last one here, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. Austin, did you ever score a goal, maybe like the first one you scored tonight, and, and look up at the at the scoreboard and think, how in the heck did I do that? I don't think so, to be honest. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, stuff like that goes through my head. It all happened so fast, so I was just happy to score. Just just smiling to myself. Uh, there There is a... Austin Matthews scored. He has uh, been terrific throughout this season and really, really is starting to zone in on, on that Rocker Richard trophy at this point. Yeah, and uh, it's funny, and to hear that, we all wish everything could be so instinctive and reactive in the different ways you score. We see so many attempts at wraparounds at every level of hockey, and you always think they should work more, uh, but they don't. They're hard to do, and, and he started the game. It's it's kind of like a, 
uh, dribbling the ball, going through everybody and slam dunking, making that statement. Now, a guy we got, we should give some props to. How about Corey Perry on the oh, other side? Because he, he comes back. I mean, there there was an effect of Corey Perry at his abrasive and effective best for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. And certainly I think, you you know, it's, it's a one-game type thing, and Corey Perry has been rather effective while in the lineup. Like, he was a taxi roster guy. He's, you know, started, you know, signed a contract late in training camp. Like, nobody wanted this guy, and uh, I think he's going to be a really, really good player for them in the postseason. He he was dominant tonight, Gord, which is crazy to say. Well, he went through waivers, too, yeah. back then. Of course, the teams were just tight, and it's not like they wanted to put him through waivers. They were just stuck. So they're happy, much like the Leafs were happy that Jason Spezza cleared right around the same time. But he was. He was. And, and it was fun. It was funny and fun watching him with the new team and getting one more gasp at it in the bubble and his wife being one of the very limited family and friends that were there throughout it all. And he he just has a look that's annoying. He just he would tick you off to play against. And then when he puts the helmet on, uh, he does exactly that uh, every second he's on the ice. But uh He's a guy that's won a heart trophy as well. He's he's a guy that's a, been an elite player. That's not his role anymore, so he's going to be an elite, annoying player. Hall of Famer? We talked about Eric Stahl, though. It's funny. If you do win the heart trophy, I think um, you it, it, it puts you there. Yeah. yeah. Like him and Stahl, for that matter. It's pretty crazy because, uh, you know, you look at where he's where he's at and he's been a duck so long and now he's with the Montreal Canadiens, played with Dallas last year. I thought he was effective in the bubble for Dallas. And again, you're right, Corey Perry, was really, really good tonight. Uh, so was Zach Hyman, but that's that's every game. Scores the game-winning goal. It's here now from Hyman. Zach, how would you describe what Jack Campbell's meant to this team this season? I mean, he's been he's been unbelievable. Um, he broke a, a record tonight, obviously, and it's a huge accomplishment for for him and and for our team. And um, yeah, he's been he's been uh, awesome, and he's just such a great teammate. So anytime a, a person of, of his quality has success, you just are, are just over the moon for him. When did you find out about William Nylander's situation heading into this game? And what was it like processing that before puck drop? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the team, you know, followed all the protocols. Did I think we were out of an abundance of caution. I think he, he was held out, obviously. And um, I think it, you know, it's unfortunate that, that it happened. But I think that our, our staff did a really good job in managing the situation. And, and hopefully we have him back uh, shortly. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Zach, just the, the block there in the last uh, seconds, did that catch on a piece of equipment or what happened on that? Uh, yeah, no, it, um, it just hit me and, I mean, it was a hard shot, so you, it, it doesn't matter if you're, you're wearing equipment or not. It's going to catch you and left a little bruise, but uh, take the win. Playing like you haven't as much as you have with Mitch and Austin, do you remind yourself to get to the net as, as much as you have or is that something that's, you know, the continuation of what you've always been doing? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I mean, when I'm playing with those guys, um, just get them the puck uh, and then try to go to the net. I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're extremely talented. Those guys always want the puck. They always want the puck on their stick. Um, and then when they have it, you know, they're trying to score. So the best spot to go to is, is to go to the net and try to get good body position. And, um, you know, most times you go to the net, you're, you're not going to score. But if you keep doing it over and over and over again, you're going to get some bounces and, uh, and they'll go in. And last one here, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. Can you see a goal like the one Austin scored off the bat tonight? And it's like one of those, nobody else in the world can almost score that goal. What goes through your mind as a guy doing this every day and trying to get better and trying to be great at what you do? 
Yeah, no, I, I think he uh, he's tried that move, that wraparound move, uh, a bunch of times in, in the previous games, and I think he just missed it. So uh, for him to get it tonight, it's extremely difficult to to pull the puck that quickly across uh, the crease on a, on a wraparound. And I think he caught the goalie there, and he did it so fast that uh, obviously not many people are able to to pick the puck off the wall. I think he even placed it in the spot uh, off the boards, backed himself uh, all in one motion, and then just wrapped it right around uh, Allen there. So um, yeah, he he obviously sets the standard from a, a skill skill standpoint in what he can do. And and when you see a guy like that uh, work as hard as he does on his craft and and continue to get better at it, um, you know, it motivates other guys to continue to work on their craft you want to continue to push yourself and and he's you know he's pushing himself and, and trying to be the best player in the world and I think that he's he's right there when you see what happened on your goal I don't know if you know this but but the play started right at the far oh, yeah. He he did the full Bobby or full length of the ice kind of thing you don't see very often anymore yeah no I was I was I got a full view of it I was right there with him um supporting him and he kind of pulled the puck around Pulled the puck out of the corner and then uh, in front of the crease, pulled it around one of the, the four checkers who kind of jumped, dove in, and then and then he created a three-on-two um, from that, you know, right from under the goal line almost. And then we were on a three-on-two the whole way down and then uh, obviously made a pass to Mitch, got it back, put on net, and then I was there. So, yeah, he, he did a huge, it was a huge part uh, by him. There you have it, number 13 on the year, Sokolov's own uh, Zach Hyman, who has just been a monster uh, the last couple of years for the Maple Leafs. And just, uh, he'll be a huge X factor, clearly, in a wild card in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You, you get the playoffs going, and Zach Hyman, too, man, he's going to be great. Well, you think about that Boston. So, I, like, again, I don't count Columbus because I'm still baffled about <laughs> the indifferent malaise that pretty well everybody on the team had. But you remember against Boston, the guy played with a broken leg. Yeah. Right? Basically, yeah. that's how Zach Hyman went through that. So, yeah, re- really looking forward with the playoff experience guys have and uh, what they can do, what they can accomplish in the playoffs. It's funny with uh, Jack Campbell high-fiving everybody and, and the team, he, he gave kind of a fist bump to a camera guy on the way out. And and I, I think we mentioned it before, but there's a real going to be in-depth behind-the-scenes um, feature being done by uh, basically MLSC, MLSC's full cooperate, cooperation. I know yeah. one of the camera guys, they're, they're to use that word embedded. Now, embedded quite often means something like wartime, but basically in a much friendly environment, that's what they are. And th- this will be an interesting one today behind the scenes, all that went on about Willie Nylander and Jack Campbell breaking the record. And uh, uh, I, I, it's going to be on where? You say it's going to be on Amazon or what's it going to be on? Yeah, later? I believe on Amazon. And I was going to ask you too, like, do you think people were shadowing Freddie Anderson to his appointments? Oh, well, just, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Well, that part I'm sure is a little bit off limits, but I did see some raw <laughs> footage. And one thing you forget, the dressing room stalls, every second one's been eliminated. Yeah. So you just read dressing room looks weird because it, it, they're, it's pretty spacious anyway to start with a modern day dressing room. But now it's even like way more spacious. So just all the adjustments that have been made along the way. But I'm really, really looking forward to it. It seems like because the Raptors did a really good job. They did that one year about that. And I, this is something on the Maple Leaf side they're trying to emulate. Yeah, it's my understanding it'll actually come come out after this season. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. No, it's so the whole. Yeah, it's going to be the whole season. That'll be yeah, fun. After, and yeah. uh, hopefully it ends with a virtual parade, right? That would be nice. Some yes. kind, yeah, not not a four game sweep or something like that. That would be that would be nice. A virtual parade. Can't wait for that one. Uh, meantime, lastly, TJ Brody is first as a Maple Leaf first in forty games. Has to feel great. Let's hear now from Brody. TJ, what stands out to you the most about the run Jack Campbell's on right now? Yeah, you know he's just been uh, unbelievable. Um, you know he makes it easy out there. You know getting the pucks. Uh, 
you know, away from them whenever there is a rebound and, uh, you know, eating up a lot of them and uh, getting a stoppage. So, um, you know, and then he's played the puck so well too. You know, going back, he's uh, he's always finding the open guy and uh, makes it so much easier as a D-man. What sparked the way you guys played to start the third period and grab control of this one? Yeah, I think we just started playing forward and getting the pucks in deep, getting on the four check, getting them back, and uh, and rolling shifts. Um, you know, everyone was in the game, everyone was moving their feet, and uh, you know, it worked out. Next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, TJ, um, you know, we got news two hours before the game that William had close contact. Just your reaction to that, and and just you know what the feeling was like in the room before the game, knowing that. Yeah, I think it's just. Uh, you know, a reminder uh, for guys, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's uh, it's nothing and it's just precautionary. But uh, you know, Bear came in and Bear played played great tonight. And the last one here, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. TJ, if you're gonna get your first one, uh, the timing was great tonight. And you talk about the uh, the goal and finally uh, breaking your schneid. Yeah, it uh, took a little bit longer than than I would like, but. Uh, you know, definitely you want it to, to mean something. And, um, um, you know, it was just a, you know, bing bang play where it hit off a couple of feet and, and popped out to me. And uh, luckily it went in. There is a TJ Brody a bit more serious than the others, Gordo, I would say, TJ Brody. <laughs> That's a big goal. Yeah. If you're going to score every now and then, uh, a goal in a 3-2 win is important. But what uh, in, we've talked about, Free agent defenseman after free agent oh, defenseman. It's been great signing. the folly of the Maple Leafs not having success that way, and they've really hit it here, the mark with TJ Brody. Yeah, he's been excellent. There's no doubt about that, and will be a huge come playoff time for sure. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Our final break of the night. Other side, we hope to have Sheldon Keefe after this 3-2 Maple Leafs victory. They've won five in a row. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 in the fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame. Buds win again. Now five in a row. A nine-game point streak, 8 one Austin Matthews scores again. Zach Hyman, the game-winning goal. Nick Alberga, Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. For now, we're going to hear from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, Jack sets the franchise record for goalie wins tonight. What can you say about him that hasn't already been said? Uh, probably not much. I think we've been talking about it a fair bit, but yeah, he deserves everything that uh, has come his way here in terms of the attention and the questions and Things like that. Uh, so I, you know, I know our team is thrilled for him and, and clearly played hard for him in that third period. They pushed really hard in the second. I mean, what did you see from your group and also from from Jack in the crease? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was not a good second period for us. It was a good example of what makes Montreal a great team. Uh, you know, when you uh, when you don't get on on the on the front foot and you don't get control of the game it's really hard to take it from them. You know, they, they shoot the puck from everywhere. They come hard, they defend hard, they take away space, you know? So we knew that there was potential for that. I mean, just, you know, even in you know, the most recent game, I mean, shots were like 15 to two or something like that against the Oilers. So you just, you see the potential for that uh, type of period from them. So we liked how we handled the first and then the second that uh, got away on us and it was difficult, but, but yeah, I think Jack was solid. Um, 
lots of volume, lots of puck come, pucks coming in the net through traffic and things like that. I thought our team did a good job despite being under siege of really not giving up a whole lot in terms of real quality uh, scoring chances or odd man situations and stuff like that. So credit to our guys for not cracking under that pressure. And of course, uh, Supi being there to, to stand tall uh, gives us a chance to gather ourselves and have a big third period. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, I know you guys focused a lot on the idea of the, the spirit of the team coming into this year. Jack was quite emotional post-game. His teammates obviously over the moon for him. What can a run like this do when it comes to team building and that sort of thing? I think it's huge. You know, I, a group had a, you know, a great moment after the game to, to celebrate um, and acknowledge the, you know, his achievement. Uh, and I think uh, Jack at the same time is, is gracious, of course, as we all know, and, and passes off a lot of uh, uh, attention to his, you know, to his teammates and, cre and credits, credit to his teammates. But I think it's important to uh, give Jack his moment here. He's, he's been through a lot and uh, worked extremely hard uh, to put himself in a position, um, you know, to play like this and get these results. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Sheldon, uh, how much lead time did you get the notification on William Nylander's situation and how did you choose to, to handle that with the team in terms of conveying the message? Well, we, we had a pretty good sense around lunchtime, you know, that there was a situation and, and uh, credit to Will for, for how he handled it in terms of being up front and letting us know a uh, uh, you know, potential situation. And then, uh, you know, the medical uh, people take over from there and kind of let us know how to proceed. But um, again, I think Will handled it himself very well. I think it's important to point out that, that Will didn't break any protocols here, or do anything um, uh, outside of, uh, you know, outside of the rules or the protocols and things like that. Uh, it's a very unfortunate situation. We're going to, to uh, of course, support Will uh, through this and we'll just we'll have to wait for more information. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Sheldon, you talk about TJ Brody's goal. Uh, hasn't got one this year, but the timing was great for it. And certainly um, that helps, obviously, in a third period like tonight. Yeah, huge goal for us. Our team was really coming and, and uh, had a lot of momentum there and a credit to him for just jumping into space there. Uh, you know, when you do that, you put yourself in a position for, you know, if a bounce goes our way, you're right there to capitalize. And that's exactly what happened. So credit to him, great sense to be there and credit for all the guys on the ice to, you know, to make that play happen. It was a great combination of, you know, Engvall and Simmons and Barabanov and, and uh, you know, uh, all of that comes together with Brody's goal. And last one here, we'll go to Guillaume with La Presse. Go ahead, Guillaume. Yeah, hi, Sheldon. Um, your team is now 9-1-1 one, and one when the score is tied after two period. I was just curious to know what, what do you think is the, is the, the reason for that and, and what do you see in your team that allows you to be successful in those uh, situations? Hard to really pinpoint. You know, I think each game has probably a bit of life of its own. Uh, I think I, I would always just go back, you know, when I don't have time to really dig into it. Uh, I think I would just go to just what we've talked a lot about the camaraderie and the spirit of our team that is confident uh, in themselves and in those type of games we obviously we believe we've got a good team and uh the guys believe that so they just go out and compete and play uh but of course you know right from the start of training camp for us a big focus was to be a team that could excel when things are difficult whether that's playing from behind or 
you know, having your best in, in the third period when it's, you know, when the game's on the line, those are all areas we need to grow as a team. And, and so far, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. All right, there is Sheldon Keefe. We'll take our final break of the night. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Closing thoughts on a 3-2 victory for the Maple Leafs over the Montreal Canadiens. Still have five more with the Habs, including Monday after the deadline is complete, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic after this 3-2 victory. Your thoughts on this uh, rivalry going forward, Gord? Well, the, the thoughts, first of all, it's kind of like a cheesy sitcom finish. Just everyone happy for Jack, as they should be. So it's kind of neat. Everyone, you know, pumped for the new, relatively new kid in the class. Uh, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to more Toronto-Montreal rivalry, hopefully a playoff series. I thought tonight's game had a... Some entertainment value at times. Maple Leafs are the better team, though. They are the better team. But, man, little X factors like Corey Perry and those things, those can be difference makers in the playoffs. So that'll make it intriguing that way. And, again, looking forward. I know we've got a game Saturday. We'll have Leafs Nation postgame. But Monday, noon till 2 p.m., Nick, you and I will be right here. NHL trade deadline. I imagine a lot of things will have happened before. But very curious what both these teams do and all the Canadian-based teams do around the NHL trade deadline. Yeah, I can't wait to dissect the John Merrill trade with you on Monday, Gord. I can't be all set for it, yes. Luke Lendenning, too. Uh, it's going to be a big deadline. No sarcasm here. But uh, certainly, I think, uh, whatever happens, we'll, we'll we'll dissect it and break it down for you. And I think from the Maple Leafs' perspective, we know something's coming down the pike. It's just more so what is coming down the pike. And certainly, in my perfect world, uh, you know, Mike Hoffman would be a guy. I don't know if the Blues are selling. They're up 2 nothing early in the third on Vegas, by the way. But it, the, the math doesn't work out for them at this point. But a guy like that, we think they're going to add a guy who plays up front. That's been the feeling, the consensus. I also, we've talked about, I want a depth D because you need some depth in the playoffs. Yeah. But all this current group could do was right the ship when they got in a losing skid, and they've done that and then some. So good on this current group, the way they've built up um, – equity and points. Uh, they're storing points once again. And not to mention a big-time trade consummated with uh, the former GM of this team, Lou Lamorello, acquiring Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri for the New Jersey Devils. Not too shabby, eh, Gordo? Not too shabby. So the log jam may start bit by bit. Once something st- starts, other general managers start hopping in. We shall see. The Maple Leafs win at 3-2. The final, that's five in a row in a nine-game point streak. Jack Campbell, 32 saves, now 10-0-0 to start the season. Of course, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Andrew Hall and the Maple Leafs riding high right now. And so is Austin Matthews. We'll talk on Saturday night. Take care.